this is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite of what you've been taught. So normally we have a topic of the day. Today I don't really have a topic. I just wanted to throw out some uh, stuff I've been thinking about. Uh, One of the things I've been thinking about is, uh, you know, I had a – uh, mentor in my life, uh, and you know what is coaching all about? You know, so he, this this is the person who taught me everything I know about sales. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you'd say, "Wow, he does know quite a bit about sales." So, sales is a way of thinking and uh, doing things this way and not that way. It's uh, the either-or. It's uh, the magic question. It's the elaborate setup. It's, it's all this stuff that we teach at Fearless Agent that, frankly, no one else in America teaches. So if you're wanting to learn what we teach you here at Fearless Agent, you can't go anyplace else. If you like what we do, I've got you. Sooner or later, I'm going to get you. But the, uh, the thing I was thinking about is how – did I learn that stuff? So what we teach at Fearless Agent is uh, a lot of content. So you're learning all kinds of advanced skills that no other agent that you ever compete with will ever learn. And uh, why are you going to learn it and they are not going to learn it? Even if they found out about Fearless Agent, would they learn it? Probably not. Would they call after they heard this podcast? Would they call me and say, hey, I really do want to learn it? So, you know, Floyd Wickman is my mentor, the guy that taught me, you know, really the basics of sales. And uh, and I was thinking about how he made me do things that I really did want to do. But I never would have done them if he had not made me do them. And I think most people, uh, that's kind of the, your story. Th- those people who are really great at a skill uh, that other people are not great at, uh, you know, for example, could I, you know, pilots, I, I uh, fly quite a bit. And uh, in airports, you might notice that they have quite a few restaurants and not very many tables to eat at. So if you fly a lot, you're going to get to know pilots and uh, uh, flight attendants. So, you know, you're sharing a little table and you know, you're talking, of course. And uh, I noticed that these pilots that I talked to, they really don't seem like geniuses, okay? So uh, I had a friend of mine, Mike. He was in the Air Force. He worked on uh, – well, he was like a mechanic on the planes. And he, he said, you know, pilots really are not the brightest people. He goes, they're really daredevils. That's, their, that's kind of their deal. They're, they're willing to risk, take risks that other people wouldn't take. And, uh, and you know, I'm kind of a daredevil. I have that, that in me. And uh, so could I learn how to be a pilot? Could I learn the magic trick that pilots make look easy? Of course. 
But then on the other hand, I've rolled three cars upside down. So I don't think flying a plane is in my future. I just It just doesn't seem prudent, you know. So anybody could learn these, you know, I like to call them magic tricks that fearless agents know how to do. And not, it's not like we're tricking people into doing stuff that's bad for them. We're, we're you know, presenting what they do want to do and getting them to do it also. So the seller, in order to sell their house for way more money in way less time, uh, we are going to make them do what they already want to do, but they wouldn't have done it if I hadn't made them do it. So Floyd, again, he made me do what I did want to do, but I never would have done it if he didn't make me do it. So at Fearless Agent Coaching, we're going to make you do what you already want to do. But you would never do it if I didn't make you do it. That's just the way it works. So, you know, your mindset has to be correct. And uh, I notice that there are crazy notions, crazy ideas. They're almost like truisms in the real estate industry that cause people to underperform, not earn their full worth in real estate. If you're a real estate company owner, uh, you're not going to recruit the type of agents you should recruit if you have these misguided notions. You're not going to recruit producing agents. You're not going to recruit enough producing agents if you have these misguided notions. So usually usually there's some mindset barriers to people. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not the guy who would say, oh, you got to sit in a quiet room and repeat over and over some uh, dumb affirmation. Uh, that, that to me is ridiculous, okay? Um, I – that no one is going to have a breakthrough because they said, I think I can, I know I can, you know, that kind of Tony Robbins baloney. So what I want you to do is think the way all successful people think, you know. So one one time I went to um, uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and I was there to train a, you know, REMAX guy how to recruit agents. So, uh, you know, he's a very nice guy. And uh, then I get done done with that and, you know, what am I going to do, you know? By the way, he said – this has just popped into my head. He said, what are you going to do after, after we're done meeting here today? I said, you know, I'm kind of a history guy. I'm from Arizona. There is no history there. And, uh, you know, this is like the oldest state practically. So I was going to go look at some uh, history junk, I guess. Well, he goes, well, then you're going to come over to my house. I go, really? I, I go, why is that? He goes, because my house that I live in was built before George Washington was born. I go, wow, you're right. I'm going to come over to your house. So I go to his house, and uh, he's got this old, old house with the Ripley glass and everything and this giant fireplace that, you know, you would – it was like a stand-up fireplace where they cooked in it. And he's done room additions that are modern, of course, but it's got the old latches and everything. It's just very, very cool. And, uh, you know, I think it was built in like 1710 or something like that. So uh, and it was one of the 50 oldest houses in Providence. So, you know, then, it, then he has me walk. I'm wearing a suit. I'm walking down this hill down to this old abandoned mill where they used to make denim clothing for the slaves in Kentucky, if you can imagine that. 
And then I said, who, who built this house? And he says, well, the guy actually that built the house is buried right across the street. So we go over and there's that guy's grave marker. I'm going, this is unbelievable. So then I go uh, to uh, Newport, Rhode Island, drive around, look at stuff, you know, big million-dollar mansions and everything. And then I go to this uh, ice cream shop and it's, you know, it's like 9 o'clock at night, but it's still a little bit light out. It's kind of dusk out. And uh, I think I'm going to have a little ice cream. So the ice cream shop is next to this lawnmower repair and sale shop. And, you know, there's picnic tables out and it's nice out, summertime. So I go into the ice cream shop. It's right before 9 p.m. when they're closing. And there's this, you know, teeny bopper girl that sells me an ice cream cone. And then I'm paying and I'm paying this older lady. So I think, oh, she's probably the owner. So I said, hey, are, are you the owner? And she goes, yeah. I go, well, you got a nice shop here, you know. So I, and she says, thanks. You know, it's very nice little mom and pop business. You know, no, no brand name, not Baskin Robbins or something like that. That was product placement, Ramon, in case you missed it, little Baskin Robbins. They're going to be our sponsor next week. So um, I'm out there eating my ice cream cone, and then I'm watching the guy that owns the lawnmower repair and sales, you know, snowblowers and that kind of stuff. He's wheeling in all the equipment into his little shop that used to be a gas station in the 1950s, and now it's, you know, a lawnmower shop. So I'm thinking, you know, these people got here probably at 7 a.m. to open up their businesses, do a little paperwork like you have to do, you know, go online and do payroll like you have to do. And now here they are closing up at 9 p.m. And that's a pretty long day. And I don't think they're getting rich. But I do think this. I think somewhere in their life, they said, I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to do my thing. And maybe I'm not going to make more money that way but I won't have to listen to what I had to listen to at the job I used to have. You know, most people in real estate have that story. I think there was a day in your past when you said these words. You can repeat them after me if you'd like. I'm sick and tired. Repeat them after me. Sick and tired. I've had it up to here. I've had it up to here. And I'm going to do my own thing. You know, some people are just kind of uh, entrepreneurial. I was not that way. Uh, some people said, I'm up from day one, I'm going to own my own business, I'm going to do my own thing. Other people, they worked for somebody else and they had that sick and tired, I've had it up to here moment. But, you know, when you get into real estate um, and you've had a business prior to that was your own business, which is not uncommon. You worked from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. most weekdays, maybe seven days a week. You know, a lot of people work a lot of hours. And then you get into real estate, and what are you surrounded by? You are surrounded by feckless, languid gastropods. That's what you're surrounded by. You're surrounded by people who are schmoozing by the coffee machine and the water cooler, and they're going to the free sub-sandwich title company uh, – lunch with a class about social media and all kinds of baloney that is not going to make you any money. And they're not putting in the hours doing the work that makes you successful in real estate. And therefore, the fallout, you know, uh, 
uh, bailout rate in real estate is very high. So my mentor, Floyd Whitman, he said, you know, the trouble with real estate is it's optional. It's, it's uh, too optional. It's optional when you get – it's too easy to get in. It's too easy to get out. And it's too optional while you're in it. So Floyd used to say, I'm going to take the option to fail away. And he made me do what I already did want to do, but I would have never done it if he hadn't made me do it. And he took the option to fail away. So my recommendation to everybody is to wrap your head around this, okay? Life doesn't give you what you want. It gives you options, and one option is to go to the free sub sandwich title company lunch, uh, go to the the happy hour put on by the mortgage company, uh, do what the other agents are doing in your office, and they're all broke, and you're going to get what they got. If you do what they do, you're going to get what they got, which is a massive failure rate. So there's people that are failing out of the business before they ever renew their license the first time. They do renew their license and they're in a constant state of failure. So if you do what they do, you're going to get what they got, which is horrible and you don't want that. Or you could remove the option to fail. So you could learn five presentations. So write them down. Listing, pricing, for sale by owner, buyer, and investor. Let's pretend that I have taught you in a very short period of time how to be an absolute rock star. You're able to walk up to any stranger's house that wants to sell, get the listing that no other agent could get, get it at 7% when no one else in your market ever charges. You know, they're all charging 5 or 4 sometimes 3.1. You keep 4 and then you get a one-year listing, not because you need it, but because you can. And then uh, you have every seller begging you to underprice their house on day one. And no non-fearless agent in the history of real estate has ever had that experience. And I know you know that. So you're great at all those things. Listing presentation, pricing presentation, killer. Okay, You've got a great for sale by owner presentation, buyer, investor. So you're never in a money-making situation where you don't have the exact right words to say. And then you have remained pure to those presentations. You don't add to, subtract from, customize in any way. And then you're pure to the fearless agent dialogues on the phone. You get Every single bit of that poisonous Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, Brian Buffini crap out of your head once and for all. And you're just pure to the fearless agent dialogue. So you have no problem booking as many appointments as you need to. So you have no skills problems. So once you're like that, here's the question. Are you going to put in the hours it takes? And the answer is you probably would because – You're then not afraid when you go that you're going to stink at it. The reason my company is called Fearless Agent is I think it is the fear of choking when you get there that keeps people from prospecting on the phone to go. 
So I don't think you would. Now, once you're great at those things, are you going to focus, because multitasking is for losers and focus is for winners, are you going to focus on sellers or are you going to focus on buyers? So let's say you chose sellers, okay? Most people tell me, oh, you know, to be a listing agent is the way to go. It's easier. You'd make more money being a listing agent. Uh, yeah, I want to focus on listings. And yet everything they're doing now for the last three years has been buyer-focused, buyer-generating, buyer-aimed-at-buyer-targeting stuff. Why is that? And it's because the because every class they go to is about stuff that never works and never makes you any money, which is called social media. So if you don't know anything about sales – and it does say for sale on the sign on most, you know, signs. It does say salesperson sometimes right on your license when you get your license. Uh, this is the sales business. Why are we always talking about marketing in the sales business? And why are we always talking about the exact marketing ideas that never, ever work? Oh, because it makes the people who sell the marketing to realtors rich. That's why. That's why we do that. And by the way, if any of what we talk about on our little uh, Fearless Agent podcast makes sense to you and you happen to be earning, if you're one of those agents that has uh, been inundated with all this uh, horrific training that the industry doles out to you and you happen to be earning less as a result of that selling real estate than you wish you were and you would be open to the idea of having some help, if you would not be afraid to allow me to make you do what you already do want to do, uh, if you'd like to learn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone. You can, you know, call me anytime. Let's just see if you and what you are trying to do and what we do, if it would be a good fit. If it is a good fit, you will get rich. If it's not a good fit, we will both admit that. And uh, I'm still going to help you, you know, if you if you want me to help you. Even though I don't coach you, I'm always happy to help you. So 480-385-8810. I don't want you to think you're bothering me. I love talking to realtors. Please don't email me and don't text me. Always call me uh, at 480-385-8810. And if you can't afford coaching but you wish you could, please visit fearlessagent.com. Watch our 45-minute webinar. Take lots of notes. Go to the video training page. Go to the speaking page. There's a 25-minute video there. Take notes. Uh, but those free videos would be much, much better coaching, way better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach in America any amount of money for. That is my guarantee to you. So if you ever have a question, you can always call me because we want to help you. And uh, so fearlessagent.com. So the mindset that I think everybody should have is, and by the way, realtors look lazy. And I, again, I said, you know, who are you surrounded by? Think of your company. You know, if there's 100 agents in your company, you know, 80 of them are these feckless, languid gastropods. But the funny thing is, at the last job they had, when they had a civilian job, they weren't showing up late. They weren't leaving early. They weren't lollygagging the coffee machine. No, they were busting their butt doing their job. But that's because they knew how to do their job. The reason they're lollygagging around in real estate is because they don't know what they're doing. Nobody ever trained them what to do. So the lady at the ice cream shop, she knows how to scoop ice cream. 
the guy at the lawnmower shop, he knows how to build lawnmowers. He, he uncrates them, puts, assembles them. I don't know how to do that. If I hired him or he hired me, I'd look lazy because I wouldn't know how to assemble the lawnmowers. And I don't know how to sell lawnmowers. And I don't even know what a snowblower is because I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, for goodness sakes. So um, I would look lazy if I worked for him. But you know what? If I hired him, if I recruited him to a real estate company and trained him the way realtors are trained, he'd look lazy. But he's not. He would just be untrained. So the secret is you got to get the skills. So it's listing, pricing, FISBO, buyer and investor, presentations face-to-face, and how to present offers the fearless agent way. So it's not, this is not a massive body of work you have to learn. It's learnable. Then it's the words to say on the phone. If you're going to be great at one of the other of those two things, be competent at the presentation face-to-face. Be great on the phone. That's where the money comes from. That's what fills the funnel. Then it's just about putting in the hours. Once you know that you're going to earn $400 an hour when you're on the phone, wouldn't you want to be on the phone? I mean, there's people making you know, $12 an hour that are begging for overtime at their job because they make time and a half. Realtors typically are not begging for overtime when they're prospecting. I did. I knew I was making a ton of money, so I called from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on weekdays because I knew there was no other activity that I was going to do in my life that was going to make me money. I knew the minute I got off the phone and got in my car and drove somewhere, I was losing money because I could be on the phone making $400 an hour. And then the other thing that I I think is important is not comparing yourself to other agents. You know, other agents in your office, in your town, they have advantages that you don't have. Uh, and when you compare yourself to them, that's not helpful. Also, there are agents in your town that have disadvantages and you have the advantage. And comparing yourself – to them just to make yourself feel better, uh, that's probably not good either. I always say stay humble. So Teddy Roosevelt said comparison is the thief of joy. The reason Facebook is the number two cause of suicide in America is because of that. Comparison is the thief of joy. So you take Facebook and you add alcohol and you've got suicide. That's the way that works. So if you're going to be happy, stay off of social media. If you're going to be happy, get on the phone, talk to nice people who may, in fact, want to sell their house, and, uh, and you will have a much better, better experience. So I learned a lesson in Newport, Rhode Island, from an older lady who owns an ice cream shop and a younger guy who owns a lawnmower shop that I needed to be reminded of And I think every real estate agent needs to know. So if you think for a second about the people that you know that own a business, mom and pop business, big business, small business, but I have a feeling that Steve Jobs worked long hours. I also know that it was not Steve Jobs' goal. You know, all these people are always talking about goal setting. Uh, Steve Jobs never sat around because he went to some – 
uh, crappy Tony Robbins seminar and said, oh, I got to set goals. I got to have multiple streams of income. He and Steve Wozniak were trying to steal long distance calls for free. That's how they came up with their first computer. And one thing led to another. These were not guys who were destined to be great. It was a random accident that they met each other. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is a lot of luck is involved in that. They happened to be born the exact same year as each other. They happened to be born the same year as Paul Allen, the guy that's the partner of uh, Microsoft. They happened to be born the exact same year as uh, – uh, what's the guy? Ramon, what's the guy that owns Microsoft? Now I can't think of his name. Bill Gates. All those people were born the exact same year. So obviously they were there at the right time. I happened to be born the right year to end up meeting Floyd Wickman. So a lot of it is an accident. So when you when you think you've got this all figured out, maybe some of that is not all you. Uh, some of it is a random uh, gift from God that you've got to remember to say thank you for. But you know, if you work long hours at very high pay in real estate, you're going to make a lot of money. No one in real estate is working hard. You know, let's not let's not pretend we're getting sweaty. Nobody's digging a ditch. You know, nobody's nobody's doing anything that's uh, heavy lifting by any chance. But if you get your head right and you say, if I just learned these skills, listing, pricing, FISBO, buyer and investor and how to present offers, and I learned the skills on the phone, what to say to get myself into those situations, and then I'm never in a money-making situation, either on the phone or face-to-face, where I don't have the goods and I'm ready to go. I'm never going to show up to the gunfight with no ammo and feel the way every other agent in my office does. I don't want that feeling anymore. Then all I have to do is put in the hours. So imagine you have all those skills. You have the right words to say in every single situation. You do have the ammo when you show up to the gunfight. You're ready for any situation the real estate industry could possibly throw at you. Then the question is, would you put in the hours? And I think the answer is yes. I think you would. If you knew you were going to make $400 an hour on the phone, I think you would probably make the calls. And if you say, nope, I'm phonophobic, I'm anti-phone, I would never make a phone call as long as I live, I'd rather starve than make cold calls, well, maybe you would. A lot of people do. But there is another option, and that would be you could focus on buyers. And then you would have an open house strategy. And then you wouldn't have to make the calls. You'd make less money. But you'd, if, that's your, if you like buyers and you'd rather do that, then you can have an open. But let's say that's the case. Would you put in the hours? Because you still got to put in the hours. So what I recommend is real estate. It's the greatest business ever, no doubt about that. It is the American dream. No one ever buys real estate the right way makes a lot of money and regrets it. It's the best business in the world. and uh, But I do recommend that you get your head right. So if ever you want me to help you in any way, maybe make you do those things that you already do want to do, learn the skills, 
learn the schedule, learn the systems of a fearless agent, uh, I please do give me a call. And once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can call me directly anytime at 480-385-8810. Please do uh, give us a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes. And until next week, do what all fearless agents do. Have fun. Be humble, and most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang.